This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The Torah teaches us that when we discipline our children, it should be with one voice. Whatever the issue is, we need to speak to our children with one voice, which means agreement on the method we use to raise our children. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. There's a wonderful concept that I saw demonstrated some years back. It's one of the most profound examples of marriage wisdom I have ever heard. And it remains to this day the metaphor I use to guide my decisions, even now that my kids are no longer in the house. That's because the family dynamic does not cease to exist even when the nest empties. Sometimes it becomes even more entrenched. While this concept works best when you see it in person, let's use our imaginations for a moment. I want you to consider this. I want you to imagine like a mixing bowl and a cup, like the size of a juice glass, okay? Now the challenge here is to fill up both vessels, the mixing bowl and the cup, but with only one pour from a pitcher. You can't do both vessels separately and the water has to be poured directly without stopping. The only way to do this would be to put the cup inside the mixing bowl, pour directly into the cup until it overflows into the bowl and fills it as well. Got it? Okay then, here's the metaphor. The cup is your marriage. The mixing bowl is your kids and your family life. In the last podcast, we discussed the paradigm shift of loving your spouse the way you currently love your kids and your kids the way that you currently love your spouse. And the ideal we're speaking about now is a natural progression of that concept. And it shows you with simple physics how to be successfully married. If you don't fill your marriage cup first, if you instead choose to fill all the kids and family life instead first, you will not be able to fill the marriage cup at all. A strong marriage spills over into parenting just as a weak marriage does the same. This means more than just the occasional date nights. It means making it clear to both your spouse and your children that your job is to raise them to independence, but that your marriage is eternal. You will be happy when your children find their own marriage partners and build their own families, but you chose your spouse and it's with them that you will spend a full lifetime. Now, many of us are in the habit of colluding with our children against our spouses. We roll our eyes or we jokingly imply that we're the only parent holding the cards here. We'll tease and joke about our partner not knowing their kid's own birthday or their kid's own teacher's name. We might even say things like, ah, you know your father, or, well, yes, you got that trait from their side with a little shake of their head. This is a mistake, even in divorced families, where sometimes more than a shake of the head might be warranted. This is a mistake even in jest, because jokes are often nothing more than passive-aggressive 
jabs. This is because children will often pledge an unconscious loyalty to the parent that they feel is the underdog. Children will feel like they must manage your marriage. They might even try a step into a surrogate role well beyond their emotional maturity. And it is deeply comforting for a child to know who the adults are and who the children are. And while children want their freedom, what they want more is a sense of security, which comes much more easily when the adults have a clear allegiance and are seen as a non-divided front, whether they're still married or whether they're divorced. The Torah teaches us that when we discipline our children, it should be with one voice. Rebetzin Chana Heller, a Momentum Community Leader from Los Angeles, says it beautifully in an article called Two Parents, One Voice. She writes the following. Whatever the issue is, a united front is essential for parents. We need to speak to our children with one voice, which means agreement on the method we use to raise our children. The importance of speaking with one voice is seen in the episode of the rebellious son that we read about in the Torah. Here we have a child who's on the path to self-destruction. And if the parents don't speak with one voice, the Torah says that that child can't be considered a refractory son and that he's not convicted as such. Why? Well, one of the great Torah commentators of the last century, Rabbi Hirsch, explains this. If there is not complete agreement between the parents in bringing up their children, then the failure of the child is no proof of the moral badness of his nature. Under a truly better system of education, on the part of the father and mother, the child might perhaps have been different. And where the parents failed, life and experience may succeed in bettering. You know, this isn't always the case. Perfectly wonderful parents can raise perfectly awful children, and perfectly wonderful children can come from perfectly awful parents. But in general, this principle applies. And one way of showing and reinforcing the primary bond between you and your spouse is to ensure that you never allow your children to speak disrespectfully to the other parent, especially when you're in the room. There's a very effective phrase to use in those moments, and it serves as a model of the primacy of the marital relationship. You can say the following, you may not speak to your mother, your father, my husband, my wife in that manner. You know, there's an old Jewish joke. It's always amused me. An elderly couple go to their rabbi when they're 94 and 92 years of age. They say, rabbi, we want to get divorced. Divorced, the rabbi exclaims. Why now? After all these years of marriage and so close to the end of your natural days, you opt to divorce now? Ah, they replied. Yeah, we were waiting for the children to die. <laughs> this joke, albeit a triggering one, reminds us that we know intuitively that our actions as a couple, whether together or apart, impact the children for better or for worse. Phil the cup first. The respect, love, and loyalty will spill over onto the children and into family life, and it will make your marriage stronger and more secure. This week, 
Can you work on filling the cup of your spousal relationship? Can you trust that there will be more than enough for everyone if the joy is top down instead of bottom up? And if you're not currently in a relationship, can you remember to ensure that when you are, that you can make your cup runneth over? Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.